listening to Spitball with Adri Paul Holt Mellows and Marcus Innuendo Bingo Henson. And welcome to the week 16 edition of Spitball. This week, as it's Christmas, I'm your host, Marcus Innuendo Bingo Henson. Here, here with me, in live person this time, we've got Adri, the Ballhawk Mallows. How are you, sir? I'm very good, thank you. It's good to, uh, to actually be doing this face-to-face in the same room rather than over uh, crackly Skype connections. So. Oh, isn't it just? Well, a lot's happening this week and a lot on the line, of course, because we're running down to the playoffs. So yeah. why don't we get started firing off straight away into one of our top games of this week? And that was, of course, KC and Indianapolis. Yeah, and um, what a game this was, bearing in mind various permutations that uh, could occur on the result of this one. Kansas obviously needing a win to stay in track with Denver to try and potentially win the AFC West. Colts have already won the division, so they're more just playing for their position in the playoffs, whether they be third or fourth seed, because let's face it, with New England and whoever wins the AFC West, that's going to be one and two. It's just a case of what order. So yeah, that man Jamal Charles popped up again at the start, didn't he, with a nice big 30-odd yard run. So I think it's 31 yards for his first score. So uh, it was looking a bit ominous initially for Indianapolis, wasn't it? It was one of those ones where, you know where people say, whenever you get to a stadium late, oh, we've only missed like the first two minutes, we won't have missed anything. Don't ever do that to a KC game in Jamal Charles because you'll miss everything. Absolutely, yeah. The guy is just on fire at the moment. And coming off the back of his monster five-touchdown performance last week and his uh, 51 points for uh, Justin in our fantasy league, which we'll just touch on briefly there. It was, of course, our fantasy playoff final this week. And I'm sure the listeners will probably be happy with this because I can be a bit big-headed at times. But <laughs> I did actually lose uh, this week to our good friend Justin in America 270 points maybe a few more when the final calculations go through to my measly 222 points say measly 222 points but you know it would have actually beaten everyone else in the league apart from Harry I think so uh, anyway we digress going back to the Chiefs versus the Colts although although the Chiefs got off to a great start it was all about Robert Mathis I feel after that and and how well that Colts defensive line played against Alex Smith yeah I can can understand it I mean uh, let me know what you felt about it, but it was it was sort of just turned on. I don't know if something happened or something. Progression. This defense sort of came out wanting it this week. Yeah, absolutely. I think even though, as we say, they've pretty much got their position sewn up in the playoffs. I think it's more about pride and wanting to prove that when they do get to the playoffs, they can beat the big teams. And they've already beaten big teams this year. I mean, we know the Colts have beaten Seattle. They've beaten Denver. Uh, there is another as well. I believe they've beaten. You have to remind me of that. Yeah, it's gone off the top of my head. I'm afraid. But yeah, there's three big ones they've beaten already this year. And now add Kansas to that list. Just giving away. The result a little bit there but Robert Mathis I just thought had an outstanding game getting in Alex Smith all the time didn't get too many sacks but the turnover still did play a big part with the Chiefs turning the ball over four times yeah. count them on your hand one two three four times two interceptions one of which came off the back of Mathis managing to slap Alex Smith's hand just as he was going to throw the ball so just great play all around the the old Robert Mathis old not Robert, not Rupert, as I was about to call him, <laughs> the old Robert Mathis came to play today. Yeah, actually taking your, your idea of pride, it's, it's great because then using that, it's really that idea of momentum going forward into the playoffs is what people will look to achieve. And that gets us nicely onto the second game, which is, is Cincinnati uh, against the, the Vikings. And of course, Cincinnati, one of these teams that seems to be sort of teetering. 
Yeah, they've been up and down all year, haven't they? And uh, and going into the playoffs, normally they get to the first game against the Texans and then they go home. And that's pretty much how it rolls. So they've got two advantages, really. <laughs> <laughs> haven't they I mean obviously this week playing the Vikings who, who again had nothing to play for so this week we did see the return of the good Andy Dalton again which I'm sure you'll yes, be the good, the good Andy Dalton as we, uh, as we seem to mention when he, when he doesn't feel like playing he just gets his twin brother to play the bad Andy Dalton or otherwise known as and I'm going to throw this out there Mark Sanchez <laughs> <laughs> purely because we'll, we'll, in disguise he could be on his bad days and I was actually going to ask you before we carry on about the Bengals Vikings with the bad Daltons that we've seen Bear in mind, Andy Dalton has now got the Bengals to the playoffs in three consecutive years. His first three years as the quarterback. Not dissimilar to Mark Sanchez, who also did the same at the Jets. Do you think Dalton's also going to fall off the cliff into obscurity? Or, because there's no one there at the moment to challenge him, do we think he's actually going to stand up and be the leader after his third year? That's going to probably depend, I think, on a... uh, We'll have to see what this, a a Texans-free playoff, can actually do to them. Uh, that's going to be the crucial one, I think. I, I think this is going to be the playoff to seal his deal, as it were. Yeah, if he it makes it past the first round, because when we uh, we'll get to it in, anyway. Minnesota for me again, turnovers played a big part, and they just they didn't look a shadow of the team that that came out to play last week, did they? So they just got destroyed in my eyes, and the Bengals just beat them all over the park. Offense, defense, you name it, they couldn't really do much at all. I mean, they got 14 points, but I think they were kind of more courtesy points because I just think the Bengals did everything they wanted to with them, and the scoreline. It. Yeah, it, it definitely did prove it. And we, we mentioned about uh, a playoff, uh, a Texan free playoff. Uh, what, what about their game uh, against the the fly high, uh, the fly highing, the high flying hey. Broncos? <laughs> The flying high. Um, yeah, well, again, another uh, another game with the uh, playoff connotation. So just to finish off, actually, briefly on the Bengals-Vikings. With the Bengals' big victory over the Vikings, of course, they did end up clinching a playoff berth. So whether they still win the, the AFC North title is still up for grabs. I mean... But yeah. they've definitely clinched the playoff berth. They've so. definitely clinched that. And, of course, they have to say thank you to their friends in New England for that one, really. But decimate Baltimore being decimated by New England. Yeah, absolutely. So, um, they've clinched the playoff berth. They've as good as won the division with that. I, I don't think they have officially won the AFC North yet. No. I'm I, pretty sure. I, well, the, the Steelers did themselves a favour, I think, by possibly throwing in a last-minute sort of who's a nanny but the Baltimore Cincinnati game coming up this week and we'll, we'll touch on this stuff much later in the show that will be a great one to see yeah. so what did you think of the Broncos Texans well it was pretty much the uh, the Manning show wasn't it I mean of all the teams to come across at this time of year the Texans after this season is one of the top ones you'd pick isn't it so if you're going for the playoffs you want a nice easy game just roll into Texas because they're probably going to roll over <laughs> for you they put up a little bit of a fight and uh, you know Johnson Andre Johnson had a, a reasonable game but ultimately it all came down to Peyton Manning his 400 yards his four touchdowns and the fourth one being the record-breaking record 50, yeah. Uh, yeah, 51st touchdown of the season. So, breaking the record that stood since 2007 when Tom Brady threw for 50 touchdowns. So, a great week for Manning. And I wonder whether he'll ever get that ball back because Julius Thomas just kind of dropped it and, and left it because he didn't realise that Yeah, <laughs> it, was, uh, it was the record-breaking ball. I, I think that was, the, that was the one. You see the guys, the rookies that are coming through and quite often you, you'll see them in, in the excitement of scoring the touch them they would like spike it or something and then suddenly look around frantically trying to re-recover the ball yeah i think there was a classic quote i saw from uh, from manning actually earlier when he described it he said that julius thomas was probably trying to give it to some hot girl in the stands <laughs> <laughs> whose number he wanted <laughs> he said that sounds right up julius's alley so <laughs> 
But um, yeah, I mean, what else can we take from that game apart from Manning breaking a record? What about what about Von Miller's injury? Ah, well, yeah, we do have Von Miller's injury. Do you think that's going to play a big part in their playoff push, or do we think with the other teams going into the playoffs or likely going into the playoffs that it's Denver's to lose? See, for me personally, I think having dealt with Von Miller uh, without Von Miller for the most half of the season, really, it's not going to affect them too much because they've they've plugged the gap for six weeks at the beginning of the season. So really, I think all they're going to lose is a little bit of say maybe that sort of buzz in the in the locker room on the field. Yeah, it's not going to be as big a loss as Sean Lee is for Dallas. No, it's it's never going to be that big because they have the men to replace it. They have the the techniques in place to gloss over a, a hole in the defense like that. Where did it all go wrong for the Texans this year? Though? That's what a question I want to ask because it just their season just seems to have just faded away into complete obscurity. That's a that's an amazing question, and I think that is one which we'd love you guys who are listening to try and let us know. I mean, what would you say is the downfall of the Texans? We had them high flying last year. And then this year, they've just plummeted to the depths. Or is it just the football god's way of saying, don't ever, and I repeat, ever, boo your own quarterback when he's lying on the floor injured? And with that, uh, that's, that's that's the point we want to try and to leave up to you guys. So, of course, what we want you to do is get in contact us at... Send us an email, ballhawksnest at gmail.com. Tweet us at ballhawksnest or use any of the social media icons at the top of the webpage to get in touch. I'm Sean. I love hiking and backpacking and camping and outdoor sports. We gotta get to know each other. Man, if y'all ain't excited about this game, you can't get excited about no other games, man. Now, guys. You know what really grinds my gears? This playoff p- picture and the playoff system itself. I happen to see that this week, I, j- I just can't take the fact that you look at teams like San Francisco and Arizona who are playing so amazingly. Are gonna have to, one of them is going to have to do without this year, and that really is grinding my gears because you look at the people like Philadelphia, who are 9-6. Who are you look at the, the Chicago Bears, who are 8-7. and seven. This is... I know people have been arguing about this forever and ever and ever, that the playoff system isn't fair because the division plays off on the structure rather than actually the record system. But you've got these two teams that are both equally going to best the scores, but one of them is going to have to give out because of teams in other divisions playing underneath their, the subpar. For me, I don't know what you do about it. Of course, it's been aged old, condemned. What do we do? Do we set a par score? Do we have to get you know the best, the top six just overall in the conference? No, because that could, of course, that could lead to too much leverage over one division. And at the same time, of course, you look over the other side of the AFC, and you've got the likes of Kansas City, and they're teetering and tottering over the side. But then the playoff system, you know, it works because the AFC you've got three other teams that are eight and seven and they can all have a shot you know it gives that fairness so what's really grinding my gears this week is that I'm so confused do I like it do I not like it oh what am I gonna do well I think I've got just to sit back enjoy the ride but you know what it just grinds my gears well you know what grinds my gears your indecision to make up your mind about what grinds your gears (laughs) and that's all I got to say about that (laughs) just as well because I can't go on through the laughing but yes so this week, that's what's been grinding my gears and... What's been grinding my gears? Let's see here. Starting right guard shot, no longer in school. Starting wheel linebacker shot, no longer in school. Two players fighting right in front of the coach. Starting center arrested. Most coaches, that would be pretty much a career's worth of crap to deal with. I think that sums up the last two weeks for me. You think football builds character. It does not. He's gonna throw it. He pulls it Football reveals character. Right. 
now that our gears have been well and truly grinded, we're going to move on to a fun part of the uh, the show, and that is the awards. Yes, this week we are going to start off with our Megatron Awards. And Adri, as you've so nicely given me the gift of being the host, I'm going to give you the gift of going first. Oh, well, thank you very much, sir. It's an honour and a privilege to do this first, even though I think I did that last week. But uh, <laughs> that's more just down to the way I, I run things sometimes. So, uh, might I say you're doing a fine job, sir. Hopefully everyone out there also agrees, and you should see the smug look on his face right now. But my runner-up for the Megatron Award is the good Andy Dolson. <laughs> hey, love it. <laughs> He's back. So, 366 yards, four touchdowns, no interceptions, run the game. It helps when you've got the likes of AJ Green to throw to. Just what can you say about the good Andy Dalton? Yeah, it was, it was one of the weeks that they kind of needed. It was getting a bit clinchy there at, in the north, wasn't it? They, they needed a good performance. Yeah, solid performance. And when they needed it, he pulled through. So that's why he's my runner-up. Yeah, I mean, that, there's no better way to, to impact yourself there. But for me, uh, my runner-up this week, I've gone for LeSean McCoy, running back for Philadelphia. Ooh, yeah, OK. Yeah, he's been, uh, he had a couple of bad weeks, didn't he? So now... Well, it, it's after last week. And, of course, they didn't match, get any real offense going through 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 the run game it's nice to see a guy can bounce back and put in 133 yards two touchdowns on the ground another 29 through the air a real defen- uh, dependable player through whether running the ball or in the air game and players like that you need the impact players that okay I had a bad week I'm going to come back I'm going to give it my all this week and he really did and Philadelphia just ran away with that win Oh, yeah, against Chicago. There was no Chicago defense to speak of, was there? 54 points, wasn't it, the Eagles? It was. Uh, ran up. So, um, yeah, wow, 54-11, the final score in that one. So Yeah, it's it's all, all the the 80s Bear players are now hanging their heads in shame at what the new Bears have become. Yeah, wowzers. That was just my runner-up. I want to hear what your winner is now. Well, it's becoming a bit of a regular occurrence, but I have a feeling that it's shock horror going to probably be the same as yours. So, uh, should we play a little game of 20 questions? I was going to say on the count of three. Okay, we can. It's not worked in the past, but I've got a good feeling about today. Okay, then uh, on you, sir, as you're in charge. Okay, one, one two, two, three. Peyton, Peyton Manning! Manning. Yes, it's worked! <laughs> it's finally worked. Excellent. Good job, sir. Well, what can we say? Uh, we can say four touchdowns. We can say 400 yards. We can say he broke a record that's been going for six years. Six years. Thanks well, for five yeah. years, six years. 2007. It was absolutely just incredible performance. It was one that he needed. I think he is definitely a confidence player, you'd have to say. You watched how he came back from when he lost to New England. The games afterwards didn't look that great. No, because there is also a bad Peyton Manning, which I know Dave Damashek's talked about a few times, <laughs> where Manning has a little bit of the Romo syndrome. Where There's a lot of that going around at the moment, isn't there? <laughs> <laughs> there is a lot of it going around at the moment. But surprisingly, it's in December. The, yeah, in the Romo, the Romo syndrome where come the big games you know he uh, he buckles a little bit and throws uh, unnecessary interceptions uh, yeah it's, it's definitely going to be the one that I think is going to just calm him down running into this playoff run and I think especially holding on now unless they unless of course there's a mess up this um, this upcoming week then you're kind of looking really that you're going to hold on to that number one spot you've got Oakland they've got haven't they yeah Oakland nice and easy 
and hope maybe Buffalo can help sting the East Conference twice, you know, with maybe a, an upset New England. I'm sure you'd love that. I absolutely would. There's nothing that, you know, gets me more excited than beating the Patriots at Foxborough. So um, it'd be amazing because then we'd have been one-on-one one against the Pats, we'd have been one-on-one one against the Jets, and we'd have beaten the Dolphins twice. And that would be an unbelievable season in the East. Just a shame we only managed to pick up a couple of other wins. But <laughs> wins around it, yeah. It's a massive improvement if in the division we can only lose, you know, uh, two games effectively, one to the Jets and one to the Patriots, and be four and two uh, in the division on the year. That would be amazing. Absolutely. Now I've now suddenly realised I got you sidetracked on the Buffalo Bills. Yeah. Bad. That's bad hosting from me. <laughs> but what we wanted to say is congratulations to our runners-up, uh, Lashawn McCoy, and you had Andy Dal- the good Andy Dalton, and our overall winner of the Megatron Award, which is Peyton Manning. Now onto our most respected award, which is the Mr. Ray Lewis Award. And uh, who's your runner-up this week? Well, I think firstly, it's our most prestigious award because we're both defenders ourselves. So that always, uh, you know, we're always going to side on the defence uh, things, aren't we? So my runner-up this week, I've actually gone with Navarro Bowman, uh, oh, San Francisco 49ers. Uh, what a great performance in uh, Monday Night Football. 11 total tackles and also uh, an interception for a touchdown or a pick six, baby. Yeah, the last pick six possibly in Candlestick. Ooh, what's this about Candlestick? Well, the fact is Candlestick's been shut down this year. They're getting their nice new shiny stadium next year. So it's effectively, that could have been the last game. That's why there was such a big hoot about it oh, unless it of course on the playoffs. unless of course the playoffs work their way and they get another home game later on possibly might not happen so if you think the last ever pick six at Candlestick that's a that's a memory yeah, enough because of Seattle they're gonna, unless things go their way next week mm. uh, yeah San Francisco will be on the road for the playoffs yeah and so yeah that's a I think that's an absolutely brilliant runner up there for me and my runner up is um, I, I can't say I quite copped out I just couldn't pick really this week so my runner up is the entire Cardinals defence Ah, yeah, okay, yeah. We've mentioned the Cardinals' defence a lot this year on the show because, well, quite frankly, they've deserved it. They've deserved it. I mean, Dansby, Washington, linebackers, they've been playing absolutely superbly. Um, But, you know, they're your choice, so I better let you. (laughs) Yeah, well, they had uh, the one fumble recovery, they had the interception, but they had four sacks, really got to... Russell Wilson. Russell Wilson, (laughs) thank you. Don't want to make the same mistake twice in one lifetime. They kept into the entire Seattle offence. This is with Wilson and Lynch, you know, two really great offensive weapons to 192 yards yeah beast mode was a little bit more like tame cat mode wasn't it it was the whole defense managed to just wrap up the the entire offense and just constrict them that's where they went right they wrapped up in their tackles but i just i I think that they just if you're putting in stuff like that that's this is why i was going back to the grandma gears you watch the defensive play, especially from like Arizona and say uh, San Francisco, and it's a shame that one of them is going to have to be eliminated this week. Yes, but at the same time, without going into it too much, you have to be given a prize, as it were, for yeah. winning your division. You can't win your division, which record basically the records are a little bit of uh, they're effectively stats, and stats can be manipulated however you yeah. want. So a team can finish nine and seven, and you may think, oh well, they've done really badly, but actually they could have been a division, say that had. Imagine if you had a division that was Seattle, San Francisco, New England, and Denver. That'd be that interesting. Winner, I want to see that division. It would be amazing, wouldn't it? But the point is, that winner would potentially be nine and seven, and you wouldn't say they're nine and seven because they haven't they've deserved had it a... any less. Yeah. yeah. So that's major all... sidetrack there, though. Absolutely. So your, <laughs> your fault. That is my fault. That's again bad co-hosting. I just, I just love to talk football. That's the well, problem. Love to that's talk why football. It's called spitball. It's, a, it's a gift. 
and a curse. All right, now your winner of the Mr. Ray Lewis Award. Ah, that was very calmly said. So my winner of the Mr. Ray Lewis. That sounded remarkably like when I say Megatron, but it's Ray Lewis, Mr. <laughs> my winner is another player we've talked about a lot this season, but you'll be glad to know it's not because of his performances during the rest of the season that I've given him the award. It's because of, ooh, there's a little bit of tumbleweed just floating off into the distance. Um, <laughs> it's because of his impact this week in their game against the Saints, and that is Luke Keekley with his 24 tackles, one pass deflection and an interception as well in that rain. He was everywhere. It's the most tackles in the NFL for six years with 24 combined tackles, even though I did see actually that earlier only nine of them were solo. But, you know, we'll scrape over that yeah. because 24 tackles and yeah. being in on 24 tackles is still a hell of an achievement. Yo, a lot of the field to cover. Oh, absolutely. And he is going to be potentially the next Mr. Ray Lewis. Yeah, I can definitely see him going that way. I think he's just an amazing... I mean, you say only nine of those tackles are, are, are solo. Nine tackles, solo tackles, is, is very impressive. And you're sitting there going, that means, whereas most players would leave it up to the other guy, he's come in on another 15, 15 other tackles and made sure the guy's gone down. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and that's why he is my impact player for week 16. That's a well-deserved win. And my one again, I don't want to develop a theme here, but uh, I, I kind of went for the entire Pats defence as my Mr. Ray Lewis winner. Uh, that stinks like a cop-out. No, it What's doesn't. That smell? No, <laughs> I had to sit there. I, I watched the game against Baltimore, and Baltimore just didn't do anything. I mean, it took them up to the better part of the, the depths of the fourth quarter to before they even got on the scoreboard. It should have been a shutout, respectively, they deserved a shutout. Two defensive touchdowns, four sacks, three interceptions, which one was a touchdown. A fumble recovered in the end zone for a touchdown. It was just a complete and utter just decimation on offense. They couldn't make, they did not allow anything to happen. And I think together the team, that's when I, the reason why I picked the entire defense is because you don't get a performance like that. Someone like um, Luke Klukley. Keekley. Keekley, thank you. I, I got, knew I got it wrong halfway through. Someone like that individual performance is going to inspire a team to work together. This shows me the team is already working together. This this takes complete and utter synchronisation with the entire team to get this sort of performance to come through. So you put two team defences in there. Yes. And I think you know where I'm going with this already, but there's there's a team that, that's defence shut someone out this week and, and they, 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 they <laughs> seem to make the awards. Um, mm. Now, I wonder who that was and, and maybe why they didn't quite make it. Was there not enough sacks for you? Bearing in mind they set a franchise record for sacks in a season. Not good enough for you now. <laughs> Keeping the opponents to zero. They basically punted the entire game, <laughs> except for when they got intercepted. The Bills defence is good too. And that's all I'm going to get, right? <laughs> that's all you're going to get because you brought it. I, I might have had an and at the end of this but no you're not going to find out now you're just going to get and the Bills defense is good too and that is going to end our awards right there before I get any more embarrassed and so congratulations to all our winners this week our Megatron winners of uh, LaShawn McCoy good Andy Dalton and Peyton Manning the Mr. Ray Lewis award, uh, award winners are runners-up, Navarro Bowman, the Cardinals defence, Luke Keekley. Keekley, thank you, and the Pats defence, they, congratulations to you all. Put your hand down. You smiling? Yes. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Why are you smiling? Because I love football. Football's fun. Fun, sir. Fun, sir. It's fun. Yes. You sure? I think so. Now you're thinking. First you smile, then you think. You think football is still fun? Uh, yes. Sir. Yes, No. No, certain. Uh, it was fun. Not anymore, though, is it? Is uh, it? No, not by now. No, no, it's no. not fun anymore. No. Not even a little bit. 
No. Make up your mind. No, no. Think, since you're thinking. Now go on, think. No, Is no. it fun? No, sir. No. No, sir. Absolutely not? All right, guys. Now, if you've been following us the last couple of weeks, uh, we've been talking about the greatest football films of all time. Indeed, of all time. Of all time. Uh, and basically, being that this, we've come to the point uh, in this show that we are going to try and see if we can come up with a top five. So, how are we going to go about this? We give our uh, my five, number five, your number five, and work up to one, get some suspense building. I like your hosting. That sounds like a good way to build tension. <laughs> Learn from the best. Ka-ching! <laughs> there was a wink and a gun there that really, if this was on film, which... Uh, hopefully some of them will be uh, in the not too distant future then uh, you get to see exactly uh, how Marcus looks when he's doing his cheesy wink and gun but anyway sorry back to you sir being the host okay so I think we should basically just run them through our top five films we'll try and see where we got any sort of cohesion and then we'll, we'll, we'll just try and build a better picture um, so let's start off again as you've given me the gift of, gift of ho- hosting I'm gonna get you to start off with your number Five. Okay, I'm turning the sheet of paper. Bum, bum, bum. Number five, I've gone with it. Uh, and I must just point out that uh, although I'm not actually hosting this week, I did my good presenter trick. And in the space of uh, the, a week since our last show, I have actually sat down and watched four football films that I'd never seen before. Oh, so, it's two. I'm not that good. But uh, it gives me a, a better idea of what I can then put in my top five. And number five, I've gone with... Varsity Blues. Now, it's a uh, completely fictional story uh, about a, uh, a college football team and how they uh, struggle with the coach and uh, and struggles within the team and uh, high school. Well, actually, sorry, it's a uh, apologize. I think it's uh, more high school politics than college politics, isn't it? So it's a high school game. But um, so apologies there. But it's great how it kind of puts the whole story together with all the struggles that the players have and how they have to fight against the coach and injuries and all sorts yeah. of stuff like that. So um, for me, uh, that definitely ranks up there. If you want star power as well, yeah. you've got that boy Van Der Beek. You know, you've got him in there. You've got um, the late Paul Walker, who also in the film, um, as well as Ali Lata and a very young Ali Lata. Now, if you've ever seen, um, you've ever seen. Uh, not another teen movie, I believe it is, um, where he comes out with the whipped cream, uh, effectively underwear or on his chest and in the, <clears throat> yeah, in the particulars. Uh, but this is where it's taken from, and it's actually Ali Lata who comes out covered in whipped cream and. Um, um, Ali. Uh, yeah, um, Argus. <laughs> Um, it's, it's still on my to watch list, um, uh, and so I have I have made sure to sort of recognise myself with the the film. And uh, yeah, it does seem to be a very sort of politically high school political based one, and I think it must I think it's going to be a cracking one to watch. My number five uh, is actually one of I've gone for. I've watched it over and over again. I've watched it so many times, but I've actually gone for the Longest Yard, the original or the remake. I've gone for the remake with uh, Sandler in. Ah, uh, yeah, okay. You've gone with your boy Adam. Yeah. So, uh, for me, I think I've already explained this before in the run-up, but um, I don't know, it's one of the ones where I could I could just put it on and watch it and just enjoy it, and it's just going to... For me, it's it's one of those films that... It's it's a comfy film. It's very much comfy, my comfy football film, uh, and that's why it's it's, it's not one that I'm, I'm going to sit down and intensely watch, hence why I've put it down at number five. Ali Lata. <laughs> anyway. You're... Okay. Uh, <laughs> while, while you're frothing at the mouth... Uh, shall we quickly move on to your number four? 
we should because that will get me thinking away from Ali Lata um, and it's too uh, uh, in a very similar respect to The Longest Yard for you this film is a film that I could just put on in the background and just I watch it I could watch it 24-7 I reckon I would not get bored based on a true story it is Remember the Titans um, that is my number four I thought it would end up higher but with some of the films I've watched this week it's unfortunately it's it's down at number four for me but what can you say again based on the true story which for me uh, with the football films it does actually tend to help I'm finding with the more football films I'm watching mm. um, but yeah based on the true story <clears throat> Denzel plays uh, coach uh, Hernan Boone um, just fantastic set in the 60s America I yeah. believe uh, we're in kind of like the peak of the race riots and, and everything else um, but it shows how football can overcome such obstacles um, got some great uh, characters in it some great <laughs> soundtrack to it as well and I think just uh, and obviously it's where the nickname Sunshine for Sunshine comes from so you know I think it's a real feel good film and uh, it's, it's definitely one that if people haven't watched, yeah, that I think they should watch. Yes, I, I I completely agree. I find it very powerful for me. It's 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 got a brilliant message, and I, it, it's one of those ones that it, it just it. The second I watched it, it gained my respect and a little place in my heart. And you you like you said, watch it twenty four seven, no problem. Right, so I guess it's time for my number four. Um, and I've actually gone for for one again. It's, it's it's sort of a comfy movie for me because it's got a great morale sort of behind it. And that's the blind side. Okay. Now the yeah. idea of family. Um, I don't know if we actually exp- have we explained this one to our, our audience yet. I can't remember if we have. Blind side. I believe we did. Yeah, we did talk about it yes, last we week. Have. That's right. It was the on, true story it was of on, Michael Law. So. Yes, that's it. So, like I said, for me, it's it's the idea of family and the football coming together. It it, it just shows you that that sort of that slice of Americana that we don't see, of course. Yeah, the that football comes... plays a massive part. Although baseball's the number one sport, football plays a massive part in everyone's life. But, yes, yeah, and also the development of a young man. Yeah, and how football can uh, stretch out and through football, obviously, it brings all walks of life together. Yeah, and for me, again, base, a lot of these are based on true stories. A lot of football films are. Because, again, some great messages and some great stories come from them, just naturally. Um, but for me, it was, it was such a, a feel-good uh, movie that it was it was just one that I could watch and I could just engage. It's not maybe the most football. There's, there's, if you imagine if you took the entire film, there's only about 10 minutes tops. Yeah. But there's some great scenes of football in that. Yeah, that, and that's fair enough. Um, so... On to your number three. Yeah, um, and this is uh, one of my favourite football films because although it's not based on a true story, it has everything. It has the glitz, the glamour. It really shows you the sides of the NFL that you... It kind of, well, it's Hollywoodized NFL, but at the same time, it's not made everything seem great like Disney would, maybe. It's kind of, uh, you see everything from like the player parties and how there's the inner arguing and how some football players are just after their own stats and they don't want to come together as a team. And, well, it's got Cameron Diaz in it for a start, Al Pacino as well. I'm not going to have you frothing again, am I? Uh, No, because, see, I love Cameron Diaz, but get this, my boss at work remind me and reminded me again today that Cameron Diaz you know they do the, the celebrity lookalikes well Cameron Diaz is what a football player and celebrity lookalike so you may see where I'm going with this as in English football so it reminds me that Cameron Diaz and Roman Palachenko <laughs> <laughs> ruined for life exactly <laughs> and not in a good way so um, so no throthing like there is anyway we'll go back to 
Um, back yeah. to football. Back to football. Back to football. Back to football. Back to football. <laughs> but any given Sunday, though, the thing you have to say about it is there is some immense football scenes in there. Yes. In particular, a great one where all I'll say is something happens to somebody's body part. It's quite graphic, but it, you know it's it's all part of the game, isn't it? <laughs> what more can and, I say? And some uh, with that one again, some great um, moving sort of dialogue. Yeah, absolutely. Powerful dialogue. And everyone will know that Al Pacino speech. If they haven't yeah. seen the film, once they see the film, they'll realise why it's got so many hits on YouTube when they go to view it themselves. Right, on to my number three. Um, for me, it was actually one of the new ones I watched. And I, I know this one is actually completely different um, in ours. And actually, it's North Dallas 40. Yeah, now this is a 1970s football film mm. with Nick Nolte as the lead. <laughs> but I, I just watched it and the idea that breaking down sort of the football... Again, it's kind of like the, the Any Given Sunday behind the scenes and that sort of idea. And there's some great scenes when they, they try to sort of break down and they, they show the hardship and the especially the way the head coach is like getting on them. The stat scene, I love the stat scene. But yeah, it's also uh, with North Dallas 40, because it's in the 70s, it's based on 70s football players. Yeah. So again, they're a completely different breed to yeah, the, the NFL players we it, have today. It is, is quite funny to look at it, really. Yeah. Uh, like the, the, the All I can say is try and check out the Breakfast of Kings scene. Oh, yes, okay, yeah. That uh, for me, it was. I watched it and oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry, just, just yeah, it is clear. Yeah. <laughs> um, for for me, because I only got to see two films, and out of the two I saw, uh, it was this and Necessary Roughness. This definitely sparked, and I saw it, and I just went, I, I loved this. So that's why it's it's reached my number three. So swiftly on to your number two. Uh, number two, um, and again, it's one of the ones. See, it may seem like some of the ones I've put in are because I've just recently watched them, but to kind of counter it, I did watch some trailers of other films as well, so that they were also fresh in my mind uh, when I made the decision earlier today. Um, (laughs) (laughs) This one was a tough one for me because my number two could have been my number one and vice versa because I think they're really, really closely on a par. And I know you'll like this. My number two is We Are Marshall, um, based on the true story of the uh, Marshall plane crash uh, in the 1970s. Um, Also from watching the film and from seeing the pictures of the main university building it's now gone on my list of places to go um, without a doubt just to go and pay my respects to the memorial for a start um, for the fountain and also if I can get to uh, where the uh, unnamed players are where they've got the the six players Um, as I say based on the true story of how for those not familiar with it you'll see it when you watch the trailers the entire Marshall football team and coaching staff and uh, some beloved members of the community all died on their way back uh, from a a college match uh, in a plane crash just on their approach to the airport of all places as well it's um it's it's seen uh for for those to try and get you an an impact it's kind of like the the american version of the munich disaster for the united squad isn't it oh absolutely um even it is on a grander scale it's it's very similar to the munich uh disaster in, in the way everything happens but at the same time, to lose an entire team. Can you imagine if the Munich Airlines would have killed everybody on the plane yeah. and Samat Busby and, and everyone else that that was involved with United? It would just be unbelievably devastating. Yeah. And um, But Matthew McConaughey actually plays a really good lead role. And, he uh, does. And it surprised me because when I saw the trailer, I was like, ooh, Matthew McConaughey. Like, <laughs> I love it. I'm not, mm. not really sure how this is going to go, but you know what? I actually liked, I was just looking at the subtleties because uh, I'm going for a stage now where I love to look at the intricacies of people's acting, like Heath Ledger, 
um, in The Dark Knight when he plays the Joker. Just all the little way he plays, the way he speaks, the way he's kind of always kind of chewing at his mouth and everything. Just little things like that. But Matthew McConaughey and the way he's putting on the southern accent, the way he's kind of, um, you know, speaking out the side of his mouth, kind of, he's got the whole southern thing going on. I just think um, he does the part justice, um, as well as a lot of other good actors in there. Not necessarily uh, famous actors that you'd see in that film. There's a couple of big names, but at the same time, it's more about the story and how the they delivery, put that story yeah. together. And um, I think, yeah, it's very, very good in my eyes. And that's why it was my number two. All right. Love it. Now, on to my number two. Um, I'm not going to dwell too much on this because my number two was Remember the Titans. Yeah. For, for and, me. And that's uh, if I hadn't watched the films that I'd watched over the last week... Remember the Titans was up there for me, but now I've actually opened my eyes and, and seen the the light, as it were. It's kind of Titans is an unbelievable film, but yeah, there's something about We Are Marshall that kind of yeah, it's yeah, very it emotional. Tugs at your heartstrings. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So I'm not gonna delve too much along <clears throat> that. So we're gonna speed straight on to the number one. And out of all of the films, nicely done by the way. Out of all of the films, I honestly thought this would be the one that we would agree on. Yeah. Obviously, I was a little bit torn with our Marsh. If I'd have gone the other way, we wouldn't have agreed on any of them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this, this could have gone I've very, got, very I've bad. Got, I've got a strong feeling about this one, and it's uh, a film that you introduced me to, and that is Undefeated. So good. Um, yeah, we, we spoke about this. This was on our, our list to watch, and um, uh, it was just it's so inspiring. It's, it's, it's the way it's shot, the way it's actually almost like real life digicam footage. It's it's just insane the way you... you, you well, like I said earlier something about looking at the development of a man. Absolutely, And that what yeah. football does that. Yeah, and and there's the classic quote, isn't there, from, from coach Bill Courtney in, in the film as well, where he says, uh, football doesn't show character... Uh, sorry, football doesn't develop character. Football shows character, and mm. it's so, so true. Yeah. Because you... You're, you've experienced such adversity at times in a game of football that you really need to stand up and be a man, effectively. Yeah, and so there's no... It's easy to see why both of us, we took such... The messages that underlie everything in... It's not just a film, a feel-good film. There is great feel-good factors. It's not just an emotional film. There are emotional ties to it. It's the way everything is delved perfectly in the perfect proportions to balance the film out so this is sounding awfully like i was right and that this is your number one as well it is my number one as well yes of course it is this is we agree on it it's it's peaked at number one it's locked into our system here it's being locked in as we speak it, it was just it's it's a fascinating film and i i i urge you it's going to be probably difficult to try and say um, find it sort of through mainstream outlets because it is kind of an indie film, isn't it? Yeah, it very much is an independent I mean, documentary, isn't it? Yeah, so. I mean, I managed to get hold of it just by randomly entering a competition. That's how I managed to luckily well, get into it. Stupidly, that they'd been following me a bit on Twitter, but I, because I thought it was an English film, an English American football film, and this is really bad on my part because obviously I support football over here, but I never really looked into it too much because. I just thought it was about American football over here, so I kind of thought, well, I know what's going on, so I wasn't sure that there would be too much of a great story. But I'm glad, so glad now that I was wrong. And uh, I, is it Undefeated UK or at Undefeated UK the uh, the Twitter? And at I think it might be at. Yes, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not, I'm not at being undefeated. Possibly. 
and um, we'll put the link to their Twitter account so you can uh, follow them and also uh, if you want to follow uh, Coach Courtney as well and um, we'll put his uh, Twitter mm. handle on there as well because um, with everything he delivers in that film it's, it is all him yeah. it's a fly on the wall documentary so what you see is what you get he is him in every sense of the word yeah right well that's at least number one sorted for now um, we're now going to toss uh, uh, <laughs> be careful where you go with that innuendo yeah, I we're not going to toss I, I, anything. I, I, that's what I mean. My <laughs> brain has actually started. I've developed very slowly a sort of early warning system, which is starting to help me out here. Um, but we really should sort of start um, throwing some ideas around as quickly as we can to try and fill out the rest of the top five just for you guys back home, just so you can get an idea. Now, I think remember the Titans has definitely got to be have its place because both Matty made our top five. It has made both our top fives. Well, um, if it's your four and my two, does it become a three? Uh, well, in theory, yes. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but you know what? In practice. You know, and as it's Christmas and you are the host, if you would like that to be our system and you would like to lock it in at number three, I think, I think, say so now or I, forever hold your I peace. I think it makes sense to put it in number three. It's a nice safe place, you know, that if you were to even break down the top five even more, it'd reach your top three. So I, th- I think three is a nice place for it. Nice. Compromise. Like it. Yes. Okay, so uh, we still need two, four, and five. So um, we've obviously both got each other's two. Well, your two is now our three. Mm-hmm. So that's your one and two in the top three. Yeah. So we need some debate around what would be our second film. Now, obviously, we know my thoughts on We Are Marshall, but some other ones we haven't mentioned or even in the top five, which, you know, you could maybe put in as a last-minute wildcard, Friday Night Lights. I'd have to say Friday Night Lights. I definitely, I think, I mean, I, I if I'd done a longer list, we are talking about my number six here yeah. in Friday Night Lights. I mean, it's, it's the one where I'm sort of, yeah, it's, <laughs> it's clear. It's, 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 it's my number six as well. I, I did a list of, of all 16 football films that I've ever seen. I think it would have been, like I said, if I hadn't watched North Dallas 40, uh, being the, the newest film I'd seen, it would have been number five. So it would have been in there. It's, it's I just, from the, probably the freshest in my memory but it, it, I really did love that film but I'd say Friday Night Lights is, is one of the ones that really gets you into football but as it didn't make your top five and there is one at your see there's there's, there's Blindside as well which we both think is a good film obviously it's my it's my seven and, and your four so I don't know in theory does that make it could you put that as five I, I'm going to throw that out there I, I'd be, for a wild card what are we saying back uh, folks back home what do you think hmm I think the, the folks at home agree with me. I think, yeah, number five will be fine. Number five for Blindside? Absolutely. I think, yeah, it's, it's a great movie to watch out there. If It's one of the ones as well, for you guys out there, if your missus wants to watch a football film with you, it, you know where I'm coming with this. Yeah, your missus coming. will watch it as well. Yeah, especially if she likes Sandra Bullock. Yeah, there's, there's enough non-football-y stuff to keep the girlfriend happy and there's enough football-y stuff to keep you happy and the story is just universally great okay so uh, we are now left with uh, two and four difficult to decide it is because um... I, d- I definitely want now that you said we are Marshall I definitely would want we are Marshall in the top there just because it, it is just such a strong film it's so strong the message the the acting actually if you bring down the acting the acting is very good yeah and especially um Guy plays a cornerback as well. The, uh, the guy didn't get on the plane. The, the guy didn't make go to the uh, the first the game because of his uh, his injured uh, shoulder. Yeah, the, the the what you could almost say the lucky one who who wasn't able. Huh? 
What is the character's name? I can't remember the character's name, but he it's brilliant when you see how affected he feels like it's the burden he feels of not going. Yes. It's it's strange to think how the human character can be like that, but for those who haven't actually played on, on, on let's say, football team or any sports team, I'm sure if you play football or cricket or rugby, you know there is there's a brotherhood. Or even for you ladies out there, there's a sisterhood in sports teams, brotherhood in sports teams, that it just transcends sort of what you'd think would be the norm. It just transcends. It's a family. It absolutely is. And uh, we know from our from our own um, Spartans that uh, it's just... Um, we're all brothers, you know. We'll always be there for each other, no matter what happens, sort of from the day the team was created, moving forward. And uh, we'd, we'd always be there to support each other, no matter what. So, in that case, I think we can we can lock this in as... It's your number two, and I'm I'm very much willing to respect that positioning as well. Nate Ruffin, that's the ah, character's name. Ah, yes, of course. Yeah. Yeah, because I just remembered that off the, the top of my head. <laughs> uh, we should really film one of these days, because then you'll see as Adri quickly checks to see who the character is and, and sort of saves his skin here. Like I said, yeah, you'll, you'll, you'll I, I, see... I knew who it was all along. I just, it just popped in my brain. I did not use IMDb at any stage during that conversation. Of course, we have to say right now, for, for legal reasons, there are lots of other good film-checking websites out there and available. <laughs> <laughs> well played, Mr. BBC. <laughs> <laughs> so, number four, what are we going to do? What are we going to do? Well, you see, this is where we might have to start throwing out some... some uh, some wild cards. In I'd, I'd, I'd like Friday Night Lights. Friday Night Lights as, yeah. I'd like that as I think as a wild card. Because um, if you think the rest of the list is composed of our top five, with Marshall being your one, Blindside being six. mine, it's both our six, and I think it could jump two places over Blindside to make four. Could it jump over Blindside though, or should Blindside move forward? I think because of the football element, and as we are talking football films, though Blindside's brilliant because it's so accessible and it's a brilliant human interest story around football. For football's sake, it's got to be Friday, Night Lights. Well, you know what? I've left you with the keys to the motor this week, so you have the final say. Lock it in! That's how we're going to do it, yes. And guys, that is our top five. So, I'll just quickly recount them. Of course, they are going to be um, put up for you to see. And we have, of course, at number five, The Blind Side. Number four, Friday Night Lights. Number three, Remember the Titans. Number two, We Are Marshall. And number one, the the only unanimous decision here, undefeated, our number one champion there. So that is our top five to watch over this Christmas period. And in general. And in general, of all time. <laughs> yeah, how about of all time? Your <laughs> shoulder is magic. All right, the rest is going to do it some good. No, Trust me. no, it ain't. The rest ain't going to do it good. Nate, I'm not questioning your courage or, or, or your drive, okay? My shoulder's fine. This shoulder. It's ready to take the field? Mm-hmm. It's ready for hits. My shoulder's fine. Yes or no? My shoulder's fine. This one? Yeah. That one? Take hits like that? My shoulder's fine. Be a lot hotter than that, Nate. <laughs> My shoulder's fine. Okay, finally now, we are going to look into the future. And week 17, the last week of the regular season. Adri, is there any games that really stand out for you for this weekend? Well, you know, there is a Bills game this weekend. Bills versus Patriots those who are wondering uh, in Foxborough but you know what as I'm not the host I don't feel like I can rant about it so I'm going to digress away from that one we have one that you mentioned earlier that's going to be a massive clash 
Um, also, if you think back to your what grinds your gears uh, last week, I believe it was, it was making sure that all of the games went into week 17. Uh, so this ties in nicely with that, with the Baltimore at Cincinnati game. It's, yeah, I mean, that's just that's just one of them if you think about it. It's, there's so many, but Baltimore, Baltimore, Cincinnati, give me your, your sort of, give me your rundown of what you think the game's going to come down to. What the game's going to come down to? Come down to, yeah. It's probably what you meant to say. Well, what the game's going to move Well, what the game's going to is Andy Dalton. Ah. Uh, <laughs> our, our mate, good Andy Dalton, if he turns up and AJ Green turns up and Tyler Reifert turns up and all of the not to Bernard in that yeah, running game Bernard in the running game so in fact Bernard's probably a bigger key maybe than Dalton actually good point well made sir um, I think yeah if you look at that it's all going to revolve around whether Cincinnati can get a consistent running game going control the ball and take a little bit of pressure off Dalton so that he doesn't he's not forced to A come from behind and B he's not forced to throw in every down because they can't get any running yards going if they have to throw in every down Baltimore will soon just get, get in the way of that. They're good enough on defence, especially with uh, young uh, Elam at the back there, isn't there, as well? So uh, I think that's going to be the key. Cincinnati run game, if it happens, you can see them getting that win, especially as at Cincinnati. And they are 7-0 and at home this year, aren't they? So um, it's going to be an uphill struggle for Baltimore and Flecko. Yeah, I mean, you say that, Flacco. Mindset coming in now. Patriots managed to take revenge for last year in a quite a good drubbing this uh, this week just gone. Now Baltimore coming in knowing that they need to win, what happens to the effect there? You know, you've just been, you know, hit out of the park for six, then you've got to come in and have to win game at the division rival. What do you think? Does this play a part or is it all now just slate white clean and you're just taking it in this game as a normal game? Purely because of Coach Harbour. I think the mindset is it's a must-win game. Anything that's happened before is out the window. It doesn't matter. And let's face it, it doesn't matter. So Coach Harbour will have them in the mindset that this is the game. This is the effectively the playoff game, as it were. Um, it's what their season comes down to. And with his coaching, um, who knows what may happen, but he would definitely have those Baltimore players in the right mindset going into Cincinnati. And he will try and build on their confidence a little because Cincinnati's are not generally a team that they lose to. So that's something also they've got up their sleeves regardless of it being an away game. And I think he's really going to play on that and he'll have them well coached. Brilliant. Now I'm going to use a very cheesy hook now. You mentioned one Harbour. What about another Harbour? And we're going now to the uh, the sunny state of California and San Francisco now against Arizona. That's now become a really, really crucial one because this has now got who wants to have the other wildcard implication yeah, to it. Yeah, down, down in the desert as well. Yeah. In Glendale. So, um, well... What's your uh, blah, 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 on that? Uh, well, <laughs> as you put it so eloquently, as always, um, my uh, my take on that game is that it's going to be a close one. No, um, in all seriousness, I think Arizona have got a lot to play for, and Carson Palmer's had a great uh, back end to the season, but it's that San Francisco defense that's going to be that's where the key is, I think, because. Mind though that, of course, they just took on the Seattle defense, also feared around the league, and beat them seventeen ten. But that was yeah. But they only scored seventeen points against the Seattle defense, and Seattle defense being that good, you expect them to keep teams to a low score. But it's I don't know how their offense matches up against the San Fran defense. I think San Francisco have more in the way of linebacker 
So I think there's a lot of underneath routes that would be cut off and also they're going to stop any form of, of run game that the Cardinals might try and get through Mendenhall. So, and also Ellington, who is, if memory says, he's the kid out of uh, Clemson, isn't he, from last year? Yeah. yeah. So when you look at how well he did last year, and he's starting to find some form now again at the back end of the season, but running into the likes of Bowman and Willis, um, not to mention Dante Whitner coming up from the strong safety position. I, I think... Although they're both feared defences, I think San Francisco are probably stronger positionally, especially at linebacker. All right, love it. Now, uh, one more game to talk about, and it seems that this... I don't know how it's come down to this, but as no one wants to win the NFC North, and you have Green Bay at Chicago, where do you think this is going to imply in the grand scheme of things? Does this mean... Because Chicago technically now technically sit in a winning spot. Uh, they do. But this next comment is going to make uh, our new listener, uh, Lewis. Uh, Lewis Crawley, you know who you are, sir. Um, another little name drop for you. It's going to make you very happy. It's also going to make my friend in Australia very happy when I say Green Bay for the victory. I, you know, I can completely agree with you. The way that the Chicago have fallen apart in the recent weeks, I completely agree. But what do you think is going to be the key? Back, putting Cutler back at quarterback. Why do you put a quarterback like that? Because... It's completely changed the emphasis of that offense. When you look at, um, yeah, Chicago. When you look at how Chicago offense plays under Cutler, Cutler goes to Marshall. When you looked at how McCown was running that offense, McCown went to Jeffrey. He went to Bennett. He spread the ball around, but he went to Jeffrey, who is the hot receiver at the moment. And if you take him out of a game, how can you? think you're going to have a good chance of winning if a guy's on form Jeffrey was on form McCown's on form and you've effectively taken them out of the Chicago offense not literally because they are still in the offense but taking away that connection between the receiver and the quarterback that's massive that really is massive and I would not have brought Cutler back and I'm sure you wouldn't have either you've got to play the guy who's on form so now of course Green Bay is coming down to the fact that 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 tie could effectively save them I mean it was unfortunate they lost to Pittsburgh because that could have made it really really so much better for them with the momentum going behind them as well. They've had a sort of a stumble, but it could actually still work out in the end for them, thanks to that one tie being the designing factor. Yeah, if they win, they win the NFC North, don't they? Yeah, pretty much. I mean, Detroit killed themselves by by losing again. So, ah, yeah, Detroit. On that, real quickly, um, Detroit having another bad season. Do you? <laughs> this is a right out of left field. Do you put that down to Barry Sanders? who was a Lions player, being on the cover of Madden 25. <laughs> <laughs> oh, back to this curse. Um, it's real. But of course, Peterson was also on the cover, because they had the double cover. There you go. So could this be true, and that, that because there was no recent Lion, they had to punish the team? Well, the the, uh, the Madden cover curse, as, as I've said before, always punishes the team rather than the individual anyway, because Megatron was on it. Last year, and while people may say, yes, he broke the receiving record, so the curse is broken, if you ask Megatron if he'd rather break a record or go to the playoffs, he will tell you every day of the week he wants to go to the playoffs. So records are nice, but ultimately, if you don't go to the big dance, who cares? So, you know, for me, it's all about how it affects the team, and I think it's real. Ah. What do you think out there? That's what I'd like to know. Madden cover curse, real or no real? We've had this discussion before once. Well, let's see if we can put it to bed finally. And I think, you know, that's a nice little spot for us to, to call it quits for this week. Uh, again, anything you want to get in touch with us, you can get in contact with us at... Send us an email at ballhawksnest at gmail.com. Tweet us at ballhawksnest. 
or use any of the social media icons at the top of the webpage. And we're also downloadable on iTunes. Well, there you go. So, guys, it's been a great session. I've had so much fun with my little Christmas present of hosting. And it's a goodbye from Adri. Indeed it is. And it's goodbye from Marcus. Goodbye, guys. Ho, 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 ho!